Let's go ahead and start making our way back to our seats. Man, so glad that we can uh, gather together and celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, my name is Colin. And uh, we're excited to be able to look at the Word of God and open it up and, and have it tell us about the powerful story of the resurrection of Jesus. And so this is your maybe first time in a church or you wouldn't call yourself a Christian, we want to let you know that we're going to read from the Bible. And so if you don't have a Bible, we're going to have the verses on the screen so you can read along with us. With that being said, what we do here at City Light is we just stand as we read God's Word. So if you haven't stood up and sat down enough, there's another time. Let's go ahead and stand up. <laughs> we'll exercise. All right. Uh, we're going to be First uh, Peter chapter one. And we're going to be in verses three to five. And so we'll read this first in English together, and then we'll read it together in Chinese. Right. One, two, three. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, because of His great mercy, He has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Let's pray again. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the resurrection of Jesus. That it is in his resurrection that we have a living hope. Holy Spirit, would you allow us to see again the, the truth about this hope that you've given us? And Jesus, just as your power removed the stone away from the grave, God, would you remove any obstacle from us hearing believing and rejoicing in this truth this afternoon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, you guys can be seated. Uh, several years ago, when we were still living in America, uh, whenever there's kind of a late night television or on the computer, sometimes there are these advertisements, these commercials that come on. And usually they're selling things that they couldn't get in the stores because it's so bad, so they throw them on TV or they throw them on the computer. And 
And so this advertisement popped up. And they're selling these pills. And these pills, there's this guarantee that, man, if you take these pills, you're going to get immediate results. You're going to get stronger, faster. Faster. More fit. And so to my shame, I bought them. <laughs> never done since. I've never done it again. But I bought them. They came in the mail. I remember there were these little red pills. And let me tell you, I had some immediate results. <laughs> There's this guarantee that they had. And my hope was that, man, if I took these, that I would get these results that they had promised. Well, my body began to change. But it did begin to change. But not in a good way. I did not get stronger. But my heart began to race a little bit faster. <laughs> my head began to hurt a little bit more. I began to sweat at just weird moments throughout the day. And so I took a picture of these pills. I sent it to a friend of mine who knows a lot about health, way more than I do, obviously. And he said, do not take these pills. He said, they haven't even been approved to sell to people yet. They're horrible for your health. So all of my hope, right, this hope that I had put in this product was a complete disappointment. And I wonder how many of us have had a similar experience. Or maybe you put your hope into something or someone or something else. And you've been completely disappointed. And I'm here today to tell you that Easter in the resurrection of Jesus that God has given you a more sure hope, a better promise, a better guarantee because Jesus is alive. You know, Peter, as he's writing this book, as we're going to get into the text, he's writing it to people actually that have been dispersed, that have been scattered all over the Roman Empire. That they've been dispersed because they've been persecuted, so they leave their homes, leave their jobs, they're in places that they actually don't want to be. And I know I was looking at my notes from last Easter. I know a lot of us have gone through very similar transition. Maybe you've had to move, maybe you've lost your job. 
那我就看了一下我去年的这个复活节主日的这个讲道呢，似乎也是很相同。有一些人呢失去了这个他们的工作，有一些人必须要搬家。And what Peter is going to say to these people, Peter is going to tell you and me this afternoon. 那彼得当时写给那一群读者的话语，也是今天要来告诉我们每一位的。Is that because of this living hope that we have in the resurrection of Jesus? 因为这样子的永活盼望是在耶稣基督的复活里面。That hope can carry us through any suffering, any hardship, any disappointment that we have. 这个盼望呢，可以带我们经过所有现在正在经历的一些困境。If you start here at verse three, Peter begins and he says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ." 在第一章第三节一开始，彼得这样说：“愿颂赞归于我们主耶稣基督的父神。” That as Peter begins to move towards the resurrection, he says, "Blessed is God." 当彼得正准备要讲这个耶稣的复活的时候，之前他先讲：“我来称颂这位父神。” This word "bless" means to praise, to give adoration, to worship, to give thanks. 颂赞呢，就是一个感谢，就是一个赞美。And so Peter says, as I begin to think about what God has done through the resurrection, something just comes up inside of me. I begin giving thanks and praise and worship to God. 彼得就说呢，当我在想到要讲这个耶稣基督复活的时候，我里面就开始拥有这样子一个感谢颂赞之词。You know, if you've ever been to a sports game or you've been to some kind of competition, 不知道你们有没有去看过任何的这个球类比赛 ？Right, when 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 the crowd sees something miraculous that happens, what begins to happen? 当群众呢看到一些很惊令人振奋的事情发生的时候，他们会做什么事啊 ？The、like、people can't help but they just kind of rise to their feet and begin to yell and scream. 观众当然就是没有办法控制住自己，就这样跳起来开始欢呼。What Peter says is that the resurrection for us, church. 那彼得在这里说，对我们教会来而言，耶稣基督的复活 should have the same kind of reaction in our hearts. And we think about the miraculous thing that God has done through Jesus. It should cause us to rise up. To bless, to give adoration, to give worship to God. 当我们听到耶稣基督复活的话呢，其实我们就不不能够控制自己，要站起来一起来欢呼，而且颂赞这位神。You know, but maybe you're here this afternoon. You're like, well, when I think about God, when I think about who He is, that's not my response. That that's not my reaction. 那可能有人呢在座的就会想了，我想到神的时候，这个不是我的反应。Well, Peter's going to tell you. He's going to tell us why God is worthy of your worship and worthy of our adoration. 但彼得呢，就告诉我们说，为什么呢？耶稣是值得我们这样颂赞的。He says it here. He says, according to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope. 这里他说呢，他照着自己的大怜悯，借耶稣基督从死里复活。That Peter says that God is a God who has great mercy. 彼得就说了，这位神呢是有大怜悯的。Not a little bit of mercy, not just a little bit of compassion, but a whole lot. He's great and rich in mercy. 不是一点点的怜悯而已，是非常多的，是很丰富的怜悯。You know the Bible says that God is a God of grace, but He's also a God of mercy. 神圣经里面也讲到说呢，神不只是有怜悯的神，而且是充满恩典的。And when the Bible talks about grace, 当圣经谈到恩典的时候 ，It's God giving us what we do not deserve. 这个恩典呢，就是上帝给了我们不配得的东西。You know, imagine if someone walks up to you today, and they, and I hope this happens to you. They give you a red envelope, and it's full of ten thousand NT. 我希望大家都能够有这样子的经历哈。你走在街上，突然间一个陌生人来，就给了你一百万的红包。Right, you didn't deserve that. 你配得吗 ？That's the grace of God. He's giving us favor that we do not deserve. 你不配，所以呢，当你得到的时候，这这个叫做恩典，这个也是上帝给我们的。But mercy is different. 
Mercy is not giving us what we do deserve. You know, when I was in high school, I remember I, was, I, was, I just got my car. And I was driving about 80 kilometers in a 40 kilometer speed zone. And I got a ticket for that, obviously. I went to the court. The judge was there. Thankfully, I knew him personally. I knew him personally. And I deserved to pay the price for that ticket. I deserved to pay the punishment for what I had done. And yet the judge let me go. That's mercy. And Peter says that God is a God who is rich and great in mercy. Because the Bible says that every single one of us who has sinned deserve Death. As we look around the world, the reason why we have the reason why we die, the reason why this world is so chaotic is the result of sin. And Peter is someone that knows this so well. That Peter is someone that walked with Jesus for three years. Right? He saw Jesus heal people. He saw Jesus raise people from the dead. Jesus saved Peter's life multiple times. And in the moment of Jesus' greatest need, in the moment of Jesus' greatest weakness as he goes to the cross, what does Peter do? He denies Jesus three times. Three times. Even to the point where he begins to curse Jesus to a small little girl. And as Peter is writing this, I think he's thinking that he knows what he deserves. Peter does not deserve God's acceptance. Peter does not deserve God's forgiveness or his grace. And, and yet, God has done something where Peter can say he is rich in mercy. And the reason why God is rich in mercy. Is because Jesus on the cross got what we deserved. But everybody said we all deserve the judgment of God, but Jesus on the cross took that judgment for us. And the gospel says that on the cross, if Jesus gets judgment, what we deserve, we get mercy, which we do not deserve. So Peter says, this God who has done this, man, he's, he's worthy of our worship or our praise. He said, he's great in mercy. But in his mercy, what did he do? 
It says it here. Peter says that according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again. Now we have these phrases in Christianity that if you didn't grow up in church or you're not a Christian, they sound really strange. And born again is one of those phrases that if, if you're not familiar with Christianity, it probably sounds really strange to you. What does it mean to be born again? Is born again like reincarnation? What is it? What is it talking about when Jesus says that we must be born again? Well, Jesus, he was talking to a spiritual teacher in the Gospels. And Jesus said to the spiritual teacher who knew the scriptures, who knew the law, who had a bunch of religious education. He said, You must be born again or you will not be able to see the kingdom of God. And so being born again is not just spiritual enlightenment, it's not just learning more about Jesus, it's not just learning more about the Bible. Being born again is one of the sweetest, most encouraging phrases in the New Testament. You know, my Allison's parents, my in-laws. You know what they love to do is they like to restore old furniture. Okay, so what they'll do is they'll go to these yard sales. And then they'll see these kind of beat up pieces of furniture. These are things that no one else is going to buy. And they'll go and they'll say, that's the one that I want. Because they know, even though it looks like that now, they can make something beautiful out of it. And can I tell you that this is what being born again means? Is that God takes all of us who are broken, full of mistakes, full of sin, spiritually dead, and He raises us to life. He begins to make something beautiful out of your life, out of your heart. Being born again means that there's a second chance, there's a second life that God's going to give you through His grace and through His mercy. Jesus means says when he says be born again, it means that everything that we've done, will do, and are doing can be completely forgiven, and God can give us a fresh start with a new heart. It means that when we're born again, we get new eyes to see, new ears to hear, a new heart to love God. And I wonder how many of us here are saying that I, I want that. I, I want a new life. I want a new beginning. I want a new start. I want a new heart. I want new desires. This is where Peter says that it gets even better. 
Because he says that being born again, this second start, this new life that God gives you, he says it's according to his work, not yours. You know, he says it here, he says that um, he has caused us to be born again. He has caused us, he has done this. This is not something that you have done. And here's the honest truth. Where, where other religions and maybe other people only give you mercy and grace because of what you can do and what you might do. The gospel says that I will do it based upon what I have done through Jesus. When, 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 when Peter says that being born again is the work of God, this is a resurrection that he offers to you. And here's the thing, with, with, with reincarnation, it's, it's, it's a new, maybe a different life based upon what you've done in the previous life. And it's just cyclical, it happens over and over and over again. But the gospel gives you a resurrection, an eternal resurrection, not based upon the deeds that you have done, but based upon the work that God has done through Jesus. Peter says this is his work. You know, I have three beautiful kids. Love them. But childbirth is not, it's not really an enjoyable experience. I mean, I didn't give birth to the kids. Right, and, 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 and every single one of my kids' birth, this never happened. After Allison gives birth, she never walked over to Hannah, Hudson, or Isaac and said, Wow, good job. Like, you were amazing. Like, you did so much work. Thank you so much. Right, that never happens. Because we know that childbirth is completely dependent upon the mother's labor, her work, pushing. Peter says, new birth, new life, a new heart is dependent upon the work of God. It's His doing, not your own. Here's the thing. When we're born, we're born into a family, whether we like them or not. We're born into a culture. We're born into a, uh, a country. And in the same way, spiritual birth, spiritual regeneration, Peter says, you are born into something. This is where he's going to begin to talk about the hope of the resurrection. 
He says that he's caused us to be born again into a living hope. Now hope is a word I think a lot of us have used many times this last year, right? I hope that virus ends soon. Right, I hope that we can travel again. I really hope we do not have online school anymore. And so in the Bible, when Peter says hope, is that what he's meaning here? Is it that kind of just a wish or a desire? The hope that Jesus offers us through the resurrection, Peter says, it is a certain expectation. That hope, when Peter says that you have a living hope, he said it's a sure thing, it's guaranteed, it is coming, it is not just a wish, it is not just a desire. And he calls it a living hope. Why does Peter say that the hope that we have as Christians is living and alive? Peter connects it, he says it right here. The reason why we have a living hope is because our Savior, Jesus Christ, is alive. That your hope as a Christian, my hope as a Christian, is alive as much as Jesus is alive. It is guaranteed as much as Jesus' resurrection is guaranteed. You know, I know many times you know, people have asked, you know, why, why do Christians, like, why don't you worship idols or why do you not worship something that you can see, that you can touch, that you can hold on to? You know, for example, you know, if you if you want to go find the tomb of, of Matsu, you can you can go find that tomb. And many of the idols that are here in temples, you can actually go find where they're buried and where they die. And many other gods, they were just good people who did good things. And after they died, people said, well, they were good enough, so let's make them into a god. And a lot of times people think, well, that's Jesus, right? He was just this good teacher that did good things, and now you guys as Christians have just made him into this God that you worship. But did you know that the Bible says, if that's all we have as Christians, he said our faith is worthless. That if all we have is a dead, good, moral teacher who healed some people, and now we just come to church and celebrate that, he said we might as well pack up, go home, because our faith is in vain. But guess what? They never found Jesus' body. They tried. They never found an evidence of a dead Jesus in a tomb. 
That even though Jesus was crucified and he died on the cross, the Gospels tell us that Jesus walked out of the tomb and the tomb is empty. And here's the thing, the reason why we are here this afternoon, the reason why billions of people today are worshiping, Every tribe, every nation, every language are worshiping today. It is not because there's good teaching. It is not because we're just nice people. It is not because people here are dressed so nice. The reason why there are people from every corner of the earth, every tribe, every language, every people is the truth that Jesus Christ got up out of the grave, defeated death, defeated sin, and He is alive. The Bible says that he showed himself to other 500 people, that people witnessed the resurrected person of Jesus Christ. So the Bible says the Jews couldn't stop him even though they wanted to kill him. Death couldn't hold him. Our sin can't defeat him. But Jesus rose victoriously, and that's why Peter says, Your hope is alive. Charles Spurgeon says this He says, The resurrection is a fact. Better attested than any event recorded in any history, whether ancient or modern. But our hope is not in a dead teacher, but our hope is in a resurrected living Savior who is here, right now, in our midst. That's good news. Peter goes on, he finally says that through the resurrection of Jesus, God has given you something else. He says, through the resurrection of Jesus, we have also been given an inheritance, verse 4, that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. You know, if I ask you a question like, what are you looking forward to right now? What are you hoping for right now? Peter says, for the Christian, we can be looking ahead and looking forward to this inheritance that he describes right here. He says that it's imperishable. This is not going away. That it's not affected by Earth's decay or things decomposing. It's not affected by that. The inheritance that God is giving us, He said, it's also undefiled. Which means that it's not affected by the curse of sin, and everything else in this world, including us, is affected by the curse of sin. 
But the inheritance that God has prepared for us is not affected by the curse of sin and is undefiled. And he said it's unfading. It's not affected by time. It's eternal. It's an inheritance that God gives us through our relationship with Him, unfading, undefiled, and unperishable. And Peter says this about this inheritance. He says this inheritance, verse 4, is being kept in heaven for you. And then he goes on to say, you who are being guarded by God's power. So I want us to see this. Peter says that God is keeping the inheritance for you. But he's also keeping you for the inheritance. That God is, is guarding this eternal inheritance for you, but he also says to you, Christian, I'm watching you, I'm guarding you, I'm keeping you through the power of my spirit until that day when you can obtain this inheritance. As the resurrection reminds us, God has good things in store for us. I remember the first time that I saw the ocean. I was in seventh grade. And I remember going to California. And I stepped into the water. And, and there were sights that I'd never seen before. There were sounds that I had never heard before, the waves crashing against the ground. Right? There were smells that I'd never smelled before, like the salt of the water. And as I stepped into the ocean, I began to just ride wave after wave after wave. My emotion was just pure and endless joy. And can I tell you that the Bible says, No ear has heard, no eye has seen what God has in store prepared for those who love Him. This is an inheritance that is ours through the resurrection of Jesus. So my question is, do you know this God who is great in mercy? Do you know this God who has conquered death, who has risen and is alive today? Do you know the power of his resurrection? Because the final thing that Peter reminds us here really quickly. He said, is the future hope of resurrection. That carries us through present suffering. Peter goes on and says, listen, it is the hope, this living hope through the resurrection of Jesus, an inheritance that's in our future that can carry you through present suffering. 
那彼得就说了，就因为这个活泼的盼望，还有神为我们存留的这个基业呢，会带领我们经过我们将要受的苦。You know, there was about five years ago. 大约在五年前的时候。My my wife planned this surprise birthday party for me. 那我的太太呢，就为我预备了一个这个生日惊喜宴会。And and to and honestly, I don't really ever get surprised. I mean, she's incredible, but she doesn't usually surprise me. 她真的常常的会让我吓一跳。I usually figure things out. 她不会让我吓一跳，因为我常常都知道她要吓我一跳。And so she 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 has this whole thing planned for my thirtieth birthday. 可是在我三十岁那一年呢，他就为我预备了这样子的一个宴会。And so a friend of mine came to my house and he said, "Hey, you know, would you like to go fishing with me today?" 然后我的朋友就来跟我说，哎，你今天要跟我去钓鱼啊 ？So man, it's like, like it's my day off, but yeah, sure, like I'll go fishing. 我说天哪，我今天放假，好吧，那我跟你去钓。And so I told my wife that I'll be gone just for a couple hours because it's my day off, so I'll go fishing. 然后我就跟我太太说，因为我今天放假，所以呢，我要去钓几个小时的鱼。And so I would just put on the, the dirtiest, like the oldest clothes that I had, my boots. I got the truck, we went fishing. And as we were out there, man, we were, we were walking and walking around this huge lake. And we would stop for about like 10 minutes and we start to fish and then he'd be like, no, no, let's, like, let's keep moving on. 然后我们停在一个地方呢，才钓十分钟。我的朋友说：“哎，我们不要在这里钓，我们继续走。” And I was like, "Man, let's let's just sit here. Let's just try to fish for a little bit." 然后我说：“拜托好吗？我不是要钓鱼吗？” And so we just kept walking for about two hours, like just walking around this lake, not catching anything. <laughs> 所以两个小时呢，就是停十分钟哎，我们这样走来走去，根本一条鱼都没钓到。Right, my feet were hurting, my legs were hurting. <laughs> 我的脚走到都很痛。<laughs> I'm like Joel, can we just can we just go back? Like I'm ready to go home, be with my family. 我说 Joel， 拜托好吗？我我想回家了，我想跟我家人在一起。And he's like, "Alright, let's just get back in the truck. Let's start driving back." 他说：“好吧，那我们就回去吧。”我们就上车回家。So、back, 所以大概是要开三十分钟才到家。And he gets this text. 然后呢，他就收到一个简讯。And he said, "Hey, one of our friends from church, they need some help." 然后他就说，哎、hey, ，我们教会有一个弟兄需要帮忙。Do you mind going to their house and helping them move this heavy piece of furniture? He had like rolled his ankle, and they need they need your help to move it. 我想你应该不介意跟我一起去帮这个弟兄去搬这个很重的这个家具吧 ？I was like, man, I just want to go home. I'm tired. But okay, I'll go help. I'll go help you move this furniture. Whatever. You 让我走两个小时，累到不行哎，好吧，没关系了，我还是跟你去。So we got to the guy's house. 所以我们就到了那个人的家。The guy walked out. 然后那个人出来了。You know, limping outside. 假装瘸腿。He got out. He said, "Hey, you know, come on. Like, thank you so much, Pastor Colin, for coming in and helping me move this piece of furniture." 然后说，哎呀，真的不好意思啊，高明牧师都来要帮我搬家具。So I walk into the house, muddy clothes, boots on, just completely tired. 然后你要知道，我真的是很累哈、哦，然后还穿着那个钓鱼那身衣服。Turn the corner, turn 我才刚刚，呃，开车还是走路，反正就是转了一个转角。And as I walked into the living room. 然后走到他们家的这个客厅。About 40 or 50 people, my favorite friends, family, and a huge celebration. 然后大概有四十到五十个家人，还有我最喜欢的朋友们，就在那边为我庆祝。It was one of the most meaningful days of my life, personally. It was affirmation and just people that sent videos in from all over the world just on his birthday. 那就在我三十岁那一天呢，真的是我个人呢最有价值、最有意义的一天呢。我看了很多人呃寄给我的一个短片，甚至还给我说肯定的话语。Now when I went home that night, 那那天晚上我回家 ，Did I tell my wife, Hey, 
why did you like make me go through all this trouble of walking around the lake and getting my dirty clothes on? Like my legs were hurting. Absolutely not. Because the joy of that moment was worth every single minute, every single pain, every single you know walk in my leg, every single tired thing that I felt. It was all worth it for the joy of that moment. Can I tell you? This is what the resurrection of Jesus means for you. What God has in store for you because of what He's done in Jesus through His death and His resurrection. We see him face to face. We are not going to say, God, why did you allow me to go through this? Why did you make me suffer in this way? Why did you have to make me go through this hardship? All of those things will seem like nothing compared to the joy that he has in store for you. And Peter says, it is that hope, seeing that, that allows us to walk through present suffering and hardship. I'm going to ask us just to bow our heads and to close our eyes.